welcome to the Piss Jug public episode. Happy New Year's Eve extravaganza. I'm on YE. Monochrome sweatsuit here, and I'm as always. I'm here. To, I'm here, and I'm joined with my brothers in piss, brother Brown and Hobbs. You guys ready to blow out the year in style? All pissy jugs will be forgotten. New Year's is right now. It's New Year's Eve on pissy jugs, and we're eating candy bars. What are you we're- sipping on? Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy. <laughs> That's Michelob. You've got a Michelob. It's not even no, open, dog. Fine. Look behind me. I gave me. him that one, yeah. Don't what? clown me. Wait, wait. So you <gasps> clown me, you've dog. Got a, you've, hey, this, was, this, wasn't, hey. this wasn't my idea. <laughs> you've got a beer yin-yang going on. You've There's got a red beer, and then on the opposite yeah. end, you've got a blue beer. I fuck with everybody, dude. Okay. he's. Uh, so you're double fisting. It's not open. Hobbs offered it to me as a backup. I didn't want to drink anymore. This is my backup that's sitting on the table. I won't make it the primary can. How about that? Switch to water. Now it's a secondary can. I already spilled my my drink on the way to the to the to the podcast room, and uh, I'm gonna get my drink ready to go ahead and do this because I'm afraid I might spill more of it before I have it. Ooh, stag it up. Stag it up. Stag it up. Well, that was the last two shots. Guess what this one is? This one. This one is from the captain. You got to get on one knee when you take the shot, dude. All pissy jugs will be... I'm just going to do it again. Full shot. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this... Uh, <laughs> he had the tea under the table. Yeah, I got my chaser because I'm an adult. Uh, I've got a <laughs> shot of Captain Morgan's spiced rum that I'm having here on New Year's Eve. And I'm having a... I'm chasing it with, with a sip of sweet tea. I'm going to drink more... Well, uh, after the hour, but we're we're going up until we hit our countdown here. In reviewing, it's been a hell of a year, as we said on our Patreon, thirty-ish so or episodes. Ripping sods, absolutely ripping sods. Does anybody even realize how many sods we've been ripping off? I don't think we they'll realize until we get. We the, have a number for that. I don't think they realize until we get the video episodes up on YouTube. Once we start getting the video episodes up. That's when we'll know. That's when we'll know that people are aware of us ripping so yeah, many yeah. damn suds. What's Turb doing? The cats are having a fight behind the studio curtain. Oh, They're having yeah. a fight, and one of them is like having a, a stand, and like there's a, <laughs> there's like a a big like lump in the studio curtain where she is like ready to box. So we have this is this is a turnt evening. They're ready to go out in style. It's New this Year's year. Eve, man. Well, oh, shit. Here we go. Here comes Mo. Yep. Yeah, yep, here we go. Here we go. Damn. Yeah, no, we're getting a oh, cat. Oh, this is tight. This is a cool... Oh, man, I want a video of this. Cat Fight Club on the piss jug I here. wish you got... See, I'm talking about video here, and this is what happens. It's going to come soon, folks. Pause. Very soon. Very soon. We uh, we talked about it in our uh, Patreon episode. We're in the new studio setup right now, and it's honestly pretty killer. We need to work out a little bit more details, but it's pretty much there. I'd say 80%. So There's some cool trinkets on the wall. Uh, watch. Take my word for it. There's going to be Piss Jug YouTube. Uh, Brother Brown and myself are going to go in on, on cutting down clips and getting stuff edited for YouTube. We'll uh, be putting up clips probably from the Patreon episodes, just little clips, and we'll be putting up full public episodes. So, uh, yeah, expect that soon. Uh, but for now, I, guys, can we do our uh, our check-in for the end of the year here for 2022 and recount on New Year's past? We're counting New Year's past. Mm-hmm. I've done a New Year. I've actually done this holiday with both of you guys in different years. I remember distinctly the one in Denver. <laughs> I'm so glad you do because I have a video to share. <laughs> that was a funny night, all things considered. There was a little bit of um. You can literally Damn, hear the cats fight fighting. Is crazy cats going at it. Um, that particular New Year's, we're talking 2014. Uh, there was definitely some. Uh, there was definitely LSD involved. If we're being completely whole honest, whole bunch. I just moved to Denver, Colorado, and Hobbs had helped me move cross country, and um, we decided New Year's Eve was the best night to do this uh, LSD. That we'd gone on like a full journey to get across the country because my car had broken down in Texas. 
And we were staying at like an ex-Marine's house who was not cool with drugs in any way. So we had to find a way to hide this bag that we had with weed and LSD in it. And like, <laughs> it was a, it was a really weird challenge, but we finally got to Denver, got our super dried out Denver weed that turned into dust between your fingers. Dust bowl. The Denver dust. <laughs> Denver dust. And we, and, <laughs> and, was trash. and we were ready to party. So... Hobbs, it was watermelons. It was watermelons. Gummy watermelons. And Brother Brown, let me tell you this. Fun era. I will never forget the famous last words about an hour before going to the grocery store with Hobbs. We both <laughs> had them. And I remember him. He, he had never had a watermelon yet. And I remember him thinking, he was like, is this going to be enough? And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so You don't even know. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, yo. So we go to the, to the grocery store, King Supers, the sister store of Kroger. It's a sister chain. We're in King Supers probably like 20 minutes. And at the end of the 20 minutes, I look down at the end of the frozen food aisle, and I see Hobbs approaching me with a very direct rate of speed. <laughs> I'm not going to say he was running or anything like that, but like it was the most intentional walking I've ever seen him do, where he was making sure as few steps occurred as possible to cover the ground. And he got close to me, kind of grabbed my arm firmly, and was like, we need to go now. <laughs> And I was like, okay, it's begun. It has started. So we get out of King's... We need to go now. <laughs> we get out of King Supers, and we're in the car right on the way back, and I can tell it's really bumping. It's really coming up. And at this point, I thought I was in control of my own experience better than I was. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be cool. You're going to be fine. you got to hold it together, dude. It's cool. We get and then back, you lose it. We get back to the house, and there's a New Year's Eve celebration on that I have the audio from, actually. Um, Run it. I've, and we get back to the house, and it turns out that Mr. Worldwide Pitbull <laughs> was. <laughs> we, we get back, and this is playing on the TV. And everyone has to understand his dancers are all taller than him. And when I was high on LSD, I couldn't notice that fact. He was way more exaggerated to me that people were taller than him. And, and I was losing it because he's like this little man up there just busting it down. And. I, I, I couldn't lose. So Hobbs was, was one minute, I think, kind of relying on me to help guide what should happen in this experience. And literally 10 minutes later, I'm on the floor crying to this. I'm in tears, bawling to this. And I'm absolutely like, <laughs> bawling your eyes out. And I was laughing so hard at how hard you were laughing. That's yeah. what I remember. The that most. chain, once that chain starts, it was killing me. But just the idea of Pitbull, like. Bring in the new year. It just sucks so fucking bad. Like, why does anyone want to listen to that guy? I'm sorry if you like Pitbull, though. Dude, do you know? I mean, I, I distinctly remember, like, my eyes were burning because of the tears coming out and how hard I was laughing. I was like, my body is, like, in discomfort from how hard I'm <laughs> reacting to this. And I laughed until and I And you cried. were among more, you were, it wasn't just you and Hobbs. Me and Hobbs and, and a bunch of people that weren't tripping. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of had to keep your cool yeah. and you just, you, you blew your cover immediately. Is that a real bass? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he goes off in this performance, dude. I'm trying to find where he uses the one-liner. Where is it? Oh, my God. Whoa! <laughs> Here we go. I think this is where he drops the line. He, at some point, he drops a line about Miami being the big pineapple. New York's the big apple. It's going down. So that's distinctly one New Year's I remember really clearly is crying on the floor of a. Of a of the, I could see that happening with this melody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was just, it was so much happening at once. I was laughing and everything. And I forgot Pitbull was like a celebrity until this video was happening on New Year's. So. We had a great rest of the night until it became very evident that the owner of the house was not cool with the decision that we'd made to yeah. take hallucinogens, and then we all just had to kind of hang out in the living room, ostracized from the rest of everyone else who was not uh, having the same experience we were. I have been in that position before. Mm-hmm. To where I just went and sat in my car. Yeah, and you and I... Didn't drive responsibly, but removed myself from the situation. Mm. 
you and I celebrated a New Year's one time with quite a literal bang. Uh, this was probably four years ago. We were at your old house in uh, East Point. East Point smoked some dank. Midnight happens, and we hear the usual couple like gun pop offs, like pistols and stuff, and it wasn't a big deal. And then someone probably like two or three hundred feet from your front door had a very large caliber something, incredibly large, and just started blasting rounds on your street. And for the first time, we were all like, "Oh shit, maybe we should like lay down. <laughs> maybe we should like duck. Like if that goes through any of these walls, that's it." Yeah, this was a high caliber it's, firepower. It sounded like that barrel had to be like I don't know, like almost ten inches in diameter. It was huge. <laughs> Hand cannon. Yeah, but you uh, know, if you have a switch on a gun, now it's an automatic fed case. Uh, yeah, there's Fucking crazy. The future and weapons are a weird landscape, man. And everyone's got switches on the guns here. Yeah, not me. I not me. Whenever I hear the term, we were just talking hand cannon. Dude, I'm over here thinking about how I just spent Christmas drunk in my underwear, refusing offers on <laughs> Reverb playing Resident <laughs> Evil 4. And I was using the hand cannon. <laughs> I was using it. It's one of the, I, So I keep the following items in my case on Resident Evil 4. Um, I'm glad you provided that context because it sounded like you were sitting in your underwear with a fucking badass gun. <laughs> no, no. I on keep, Christmas? Like, I, just, <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been a dope Christmas like card. Just in my underwear. Season's greetings. <laughs> Old hand cannon. Bottle of Captain Morgan next year. I think that's 2023's card. Yep. I think we just coined it. Got it. Um, well, so I have one more New Year's experience to share with you guys, but I got to take the shot before I do. And while I'm taking this, do you guys have a, do you guys, what's, what's a wild uh, New Year's that you've rung in? What's some crazy shit that comes to mind? Man, I don't do crazy shit. On New Year's, I'm just like, get me away from everything. That's why I I, I find shit like that so funny, because people are getting so hyped up, watching Pitbull and shit, and I'm just like, eh, you know what? I'd rather just sit around, and watch a movie. <sighs> you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's reasonable. I'm. I just took a shot, and you can hear me bumping into the mic. Cause I'm, uh, it's fine, dude. I'm, You're getting stagged up. I'm a few deep. So I will say, yeah, I've spent a few holidays with each of you guys, actually. And while they are more tame in terms of our scope of ambition, I'm still hopeful we are going to get wild shit stories from the New Year's that are coming up. You're, you're what gonna, about the Molly? Okay, here we're about to get into it. Was it also it. the time where I gave you a ride home on the Molly? And, we, and you were... Uh, X2. That's two times you've done that with me, and that's happened. One was from Seal, and the other was from a party that was in Columbus that we drove. I think it was at New Year's. Was it New Year's? Okay. I think it was New Year's. So that's another New Year's story. So, <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah. we've <laughs> Evidently, I have a propensity to go hard on New Year's. Yeah, yours are pretty, yours are pretty eventful. I went to, uh, I went to Columbus you with... Went Times Square for New Year's once, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you've done it up. I, I've... I've I'm jealous. Done it up, buddy. Ripping the New Year's. You've been ripping it, bud. I've been ripping, trying to rip it. Well, I I went to Columbus with Brother Brown. I had actually a really good time because every time I go to Columbus, they make an extended effort to make me feel comfortable and welcome because it's a it's a big group of friends I didn't know, but a couple of them at first, and it took a span of years to actually become aware of the larger circle of friends. But but I went down for one New Year's, and I just remember I think I was still living out of. I might have been living out of the hotel temporarily you or something. We were in the hotel. Both the cats were in the hotel. That's yeah. where I dropped you off. Yeah, I was living. So this would have been Seal then. That would have been Seal in that timeline, I, which it may have been more than one time. A couple times, folks, I've been in interesting points in my life where I've been living out of a hotel with multiple cats. Um, so just know that about me when you talk to me. But The one we're talking about was New Year's. Yeah, it, but it's happened twice. That's why my memory oh, is like okay. kind of – it's like one time was definitely Seal, but then you're right. There is an additional time, and I did happen to have both cats. So for whatever reason, I'm in a hotel off of Upper Riverdale Road <laughs> where it's close to the airport. Uh, Brother Brown's driving me back. I had partied way too hard, and uh, he gets me within like a minute of my final destination. Like I'm a minute from being able to be at a toilet. By the way, it's about a two-hour drive. Yeah. So he was holding back puke for probably an hour. One hour drive. and fifty-eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
coach. And a minute before we get back to the hotel, the anxiety, I think the, the anxiety of like, I'm going to have to exit the car, go into the lobby of this place. Yep. I think all that just hit him. <laughs> yeah. After he was already nauseous, oh, and and that lobby in particular, if that that hotel's gone, by the way, they really? leveled. It's gone. Damn, they've leveled. It's a parking lot. So at the time, it was literally Hobbs, probably the second <laughs> or third sketchiest hotel on the entire on the entire road. When you went into this lobby, you know you go to most lobbies and you got like the stand of stuff where there's the activities of stuff you can grab to do in the area, and then it opens up to like where the elevators are, and then there's a front desk where there's people working. This one, all of that was behind bulletproof glass. All of it. <laughs> Every single one of those things were behind layers of bulletproof glass. So, Mind you, as he's hanging out the window, <laughs> the passenger side of my car, in his New Year's best sequin yeah. jacket. Yeah. Sequin jacket. Think about this. Yes. Every bit of light reflects off this thing. <laughs> it's attracting like it's, 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 all it's, it's of like the a light. safety cone vomiting out of my passenger <laughs> side <laughs> of my car. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was violent too. Yeah, it was a. That was a time I was just laughing. I could not stop laughing. I was driving, crying, and laughing. Isn't I, that a country band? Driving and crying, vomiting. Dry, <laughs> yeah, dry and crying, vomiting and crying. So. I have one other New Year's story involving that same illicit substance. And uh, so, good old MDMA. So I used to hang out with some people that worked at particular adult entertainment establishments in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, they worked at the Rock and Roll Strip Club. You know what I mean by I say that. The Rock and Roll Barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Floyd's so, rock and roll. <laughs> I knew. So, I knew. Go some back to the earlier. Rip some of the earlier episodes to get that inside yeah, joke, know. folks. I I knew some people that worked in different strip clubs in Atlanta for a period, and when I would come home for the holidays to visit, they would sometimes take me out to parties and stuff. And uh, one particular year, I got given uh, very high grade uh, Molly. And was, you know, soaring through the sky. And then at this point, a party invite happened. And uh, I was thinking, like, oh, we're, like, in Atlanta, so this will be up the street. The people I was with said yes to a party invite that was, I think, something like 38 miles northwest of Atlanta. So we're talking, like, Kennesaw, maybe. And I didn't have a choice in the matter because I wasn't driving and I was no longer coherent to drive. And I needed to be around people because I was, like... Long for the ride. Long for the ride. So I get taken to this party... It's out in like a Kennesaw and it's a house full of people that are like pretty rough looking. And like, I wasn't necessarily like super clean looking or anything. It's just, I could look at these people and tell like a few people here have been on probation or are currently out on parole or things like that. And guess what? My suspicions were completely correct. There were a group of guys washing off their freshly given jail tattoos in the kitchen sink. So they had tattoos from jail that they had, they'd since been released from jail. So my guess was they weren't locked up for anything too serious, and they were locked up with someone that could poke them with something real quick. It was nothing elaborate, but it was just still like, I'll never remember. It was the grossest sink I've ever been around at a party because of that. <laughs> just a bunch of shirtless dudes with like sweating, bleedy backs trying to wash their shitty tattoos. Gross. <clears throat> so I start like soaring through the roof on uh, on the MDMA, and the, that whole deal is happening. And it gets to a point where it's overwhelming because I'm also drinking throughout this process. So I hit kind of a, a ceiling with how much I can handle. The girls that I had come there with were kind of like off in a different part of the house. And I had somehow ended up in the part of the house with a lot of very aggro dudes. Like all of the aggro dudes that were taking turns playing past the aux. Yeah. So th- while that was going on... one on the lips of that is, you're hitting it on the head. That's the <laughs> oh, caliber no. of, of dudes we're it's talking. the last song you want to hear on Ecstasy. Not what you want to hear at all. And one guy, I, and I'll never forget what the song was when, when the guy, okay, <laughs> oh, God, this is Russian back. Imagine a remix of that song. Dude, it's so bad. I think we got to do it. Um, <laughs> I do actually remember what song was playing when the following thing occurred. One guy was kept trying to give me tequila shots, and I was already too messed up. And I want to I want to mention this was 2014, so I was already probably four years or so into training no gi jiu jitsu on and off and some martial arts. So I had no I had fundamentals, and I knew what an arm bar was, and I was really good at putting people in arm bars already. 
So this guy kept trying to like grab me and pinch my nipples, well, because he knew I was I was on MDMA, and I was like, dude, don't do that, dude, don't do that. And he and he kept trying to give me tequila, and when I wouldn't do it, he he would reach for my nipples. And I'll never forget the song that was playing when he did this. Do you guys remember that Pennywise song? It's your fucking life. One of the dudes got the aux cord and started playing like Pennywise greatest hits, and that song came on while this guy was trying to like give me a titty twister. And I'll never forget one time he reached too hard. I grabbed him by the wrist and he was like not he wasn't very strong in his stance. And I yanked on his arm <laughs> and I basically shoved my crotch in his face until I got that arm bar and then threw my leg over and cranked that shit. Were you sitting down or standing up? I was sitting down on the ground because I was like, like kind of elbows on knees position trying to like I wasn't sure I was going to throw up. So if I was, I was going to throw up like. <laughs> basically on the floor. That's where I was at in the night. And this dude was sitting on the, like leaning back on the back against the couch and he kept reaching out. So when he reached out one time and he did it, he, he gave me his arm. And if you know how to set up an arm bar and someone reaches out and they lean in one direction, that's it. They gave it to you. So put him in an arm bar, put the thing in tight. Thing I didn't check before I did any of this was what was behind me at all. And it was a whole bunch of other people that were friends with this guy. <laughs> so... I'm starting to squeeze in the arm bar, and then I get a hand that comes down on the back of my neck that's squeezing, like, very assertively. Like, it's a big hand. Like, you know when someone's hand goes around the back of your neck, and you can kind of get a, a size for how big they are? This was something where he was squeezing the back of my neck, and I was like, oh, this is like a bear. This is like a fully grown man. Okay, this is bad. So he squeezes my neck, and he's like, you're going to stop. I'm going to put you in the other room because there's a couple of these dudes that want to stomp you out. And, like... <laughs> I believed it because I looked around the room and I was like, yep, I'm not going to fight all of you. That's not going to happen. And right when that happened, of course, like when they saw I could do an arm bar, of course, people start talking about the UFC and fight. <laughs> like that's like it switched on a dime. <laughs> so I got I got imagine put, some guy grabbing the back of your neck while that's <laughs> so I got put into another room to quote unquote chill out. And there was a bunch of girls in there that were like really they'd party too hard and were kind of like passed out and i was like this is weird i don't really want to be in this room i'm the only yeah. like awake guy in a room full of like not awake females this yeah. is weird so as that happens the door opens up and these creepy dudes start like coming in and when they come in they flip the lights off and i was like oh no 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 no, no. so they were starting to go around the room and i think like try and i don't know make things happen with females and I just pretty much walked out of that room to the dude that had put me in there and I was like hey man you're gonna need to deal with this there's like a dude in here with these girls and like this shit's really weird so everyone that was ready to fight me now had a different target nice so I did the redirect and then from there I it's went a good out good redirect I must say I went outside and I sat on the deck and I said I'm gonna wait out here until it's time to leave and I I then I got out my Motorola Razor because that was the phone at the time <laughs> And I texted my friend, I'm ready to get the fuck out of Kennesaw. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm good on Kennesaw. So, yeah, happy New Year's, right? Yeah. A couple of uh, ecstasy stories. One of which was lighthearted. The second one takes a dark turn. It gets heavy, man. Like, that's the, that's the, the part of the drug world people got to understand. Like, it is a 50-50 toss of the coin for glamour and glory or, like, horror. <laughs> I've, I've been to a Kennesaw party like that before where there's multiple rooms and different shit happening. One of my friends was so fucked up he couldn't control the, his bouncing of his eyes and another person was praying with him. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to like, you know, like say like, just trust in God and like he'll stop your eyes from bouncing, <laughs> bouncing around. <laughs> oh my God. So I had to like be, oh a, be around that, like <laughs> trying not to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah. That's that's a real test. So funny, man. I remember one time someone found out I was in psychedelics and tried to, like, do one of those things where they go way over the line with trying to make you comfortable, and it has the adverse effect. If someone <laughs> were praying for me because my eyes were bouncing, I would lose it. Yeah, I might like, he lose couldn't it. walk. Like, you know how if you take too much ecstasy, like, your motor skills are gone, like. He couldn't control his eye movement. Like walking upstairs was a difficulty. Like if you get some really sassy Molly, that's what happens. And yeah, it resulted in <laughs> praying to God. <laughs> I'm like trying to play vinyls, <laughs> like, just, like, like trying to keep the party going. <laughs> you know, and they got the lights on. <laughs> praying. Do you know one of my favorite things to think about? It's fucking that, insane. About that scenario. For the person that was doing the praying, fast forward like 50 years into the future when they've got grandkids and he's like, 
I'm trying to tell you, one time I was at this New Year's party, this boy couldn't even make it up the stairs. He was so crashed. I don't want you. I don't want that for you. <laughs> I reconnected him with a lawyer. Uh, yeah, exactly. He couldn't make it from one end of the stairs to the other. I had to reconnect him with his love for Christ for him. Just, his eyes were bouncing around in his head. His motors? He couldn't control it. His it motors, was the devil. The Lord. His motor skills regain function once he regained his walk with Jesus Christ. <laughs> Then the walk up them stairs is no problem. Well, pivoting now, guys, because we've got Happy a, New Year. We, we uh, well, Happy almost, man. almost. We've got the, well, about half an hour, but we have a thing we got to cover that did pop up this week. Um, where are you guys on the Andrew Tate situation with him being busted busted on human trafficking allegations, or or have you heard? <laughs> Tater got them. <laughs> that tot. story's crazy. Tater got them tot allegations. So. Do you guys want to hear the whole exchange for what went down? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, didn't, he, didn't he out himself? So um, the, the, the path to how is glorious. So basically, Andrew Tate, for whatever reason, uh, even though he has fallen from grace in a number of ways, they've clearly come after his bank account and his programming, way to make a living and all that, he still felt the need to push the button. So... He went at uh, climate activist Greta Thunberg on Twitter, and he said, Hello, Greta. I have 33 cars. My Bugatti uh, has, a 50, has a W16 8.0 liter quad turbo. My two Ferrari 812 Competizone have 6.5 liter V12s. This is just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and the respective enormous emissions. Scroll down. Let me see, the, let me see that car. It's, okay, that's the Bugatti. <laughs> So then she replied to that, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. And what happened is Burned. the easily entertained people online called her a genius for her response. Most of us went, meh, who gives a shit about either of these people? Greta yeah, Thunberg. I don't want to hear about a 16 from like a 16 year old about like how the whole earth will burn. Like I'm always scared, supposed to be scared when she talks. And if I wanted to hear from scary 16 year olds, I would just go talk to like fundamentalist Baptists in West Virginia with like automatic weapons that live in the backwoods. You've <laughs> taken our childhood. So now in, in a strange turn of events, um, Andrew Tate, instead of letting it go, he felt the need to, Look at him. to push it further, and he made a rebuttal video. Is that a scarf or a towel? It, it's a robe. It's an eccentric robe, God bath damn robe. So, damn, the pizza box right there in front, bro. This he, is not— this He put is up not... a YouTube video where he's eating pizza and smoking cigars, and the pizza box has the location of Jerry's Pizza. Good God. Which is in Romania in a— a very clever person online was able to triangulate which location he had ordered from based on everything present in the video. And guess what? The Romanian police got him and his brother on suspicion of human trafficking. So where do we go from here, guys? That's just fucking awesome. Take him down. Yeah, I, I'm not an Andrew Tate fan, especially, I didn't know this part, rape is a part of the charges. Yeah, I don't know about this, guy's. Well, it said allegation. I don't know um, if he's been charged with anything. They've been brought in on kidnapping and rape charges. <laughs> Good God. It, it, it's like, since it first broke to now, I think it's upgraded. I think they got some more. It's not sounding good for yeah, the this old is, Tate, man. It, it's not good. Tater. Good. <laughs> Yeah, taters in trouble. Tater salads in the in the mix now, dude. He's a side dish if you know what I mean. <laughs> I can't. I've never really. I don't know. I've never followed this guy. Me either. Yeah. I don't know why. He only became famous for being a troll. I think. <laughs> well, sixteen. Well, yeah, like younger I mean, he kids was, he attached to him, like kickboxer really, or whatever. But oh, was he? He was, yeah, he was like a world champ. Oh, okay. He was a kickboxer, but you're totally right that like it's a bunch of 16 year old lost boys with no positive like male role models. They yeah. were putting this in its place, and it gave this guy who's very mid in other areas of his life this ability to portray this unrealistic life that he was living. That I think got out of hand and it got ahead of him. And I think he was doing stuff with women across borders, and it got him in trouble. That's what happened. Yep. So, I'll say 
not only is that, I mean, literally, I mean, I won't go crazy political, but that was also part of the charges on the Hunter Biden human trafficking thing was he hired prostitutes from Massachusetts and got them to go to, uh, I think, D.C. So like that in itself is human trafficking. So what they call human trafficking, once you cross a border with people you've paid for a thing, yeah. you are, you're human trafficking, Budro. Uh. <laughs> so that's where he and his brother in their uh, quest to make all this really edgy content with hot chicks all the time, I think they may have not thought things through. Or if all these charges are true and they've kidnapped and raped people, then perhaps we need to take a look at uh, why they felt the need to be kind of chilling out in Romania. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on over there? I thought you about to hit a sound effect immediately. No, 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 but maybe I... <laughs> That's for Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> That's for Tater Salad. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's he's screwed. Um, he screwed. Screwed the pooch. He screwed the pooch. But I tell you who did not screw the pooch. I've got a video for us of a fight that broke out at Waffle House, and I think this has been circulating on social media. But w- this appears to be so epic. What do you say we keep the audio in? Yeah, do it. Yeah. All right, Hobbs, you want to roll your chair back and let's let's, let's watch this brawl. Oh, guys, what's, what they doing, bro? Come on, son. Oh, what's going down, son? Oh, shit, you walling, guys. Oh, oh, shit, you are walling. God. So stupid. <laughs> she probably knocked herself out. This is a this is a melee. This is total mayhem. <laughs> There's like ten people Jeez. filming. Yeah, all outside, too. That's the funniest part. Because here's the thing. Let me tell you something. Yo, yo. Hey, all y'all need to start training. No bullshit. So y'all ain't got to deal with shit like that. He's right, dude. None of these people know how to fight. Like, looking at this, if any of these people knew how to fight effectively, this would not be at this level. She blocked that. Yeah. There's another angle of that, by the way. I will say that when everyone was throwing punches, she was the only one that seemed to have form. <laughs> She's been in some brawls. Okay, so let me, let me tell you something. Break it down. Worked in a kitchen, I don't know, probably nine, ten years of my life. If you hop the counter back into the kitchen, those employees have access to tools that you have no idea are there. Grill presses, knives, covers, cutting boards. Such a dumb idea. It's so stupid. It's idiotic. You're walking into something that's like infinite weapons are available, and you have no idea where any of them are. And you're going to be drunk and hop the counter into that. I mean, they got fucked up. They didn't yeah. win at all. They got fucked up. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. She tried to jump off the counter and probably knocked herself out by falling on the floor. Probably the biggest <laughs> that was injury. the funniest part, yeah. Probably the biggest injury of yeah. the night. Uh, if that were here in Atlanta, I could say that I'm pretty sure a gun would have been pulled way sooner. Yeah. I have been in a situation like that before where a fight has broken out. It hasn't been that serious where anyone jumped the counter or anything, but it was between two patrons at the bar. You know when you're solo walking into a fully fluorescent Waffle House late at night and you're yeah. sitting next to somebody else? High, high risk there. Pretty high risk of something going wrong. Yeah, big risk. And two patrons were sitting right next to each other that just did not get along. Orange juice got thrown. Syrup got thrown. Not good. It wasn't as bad as that. No one, hop, no cooks got involved. But the Waffle House we used to go to off Virginia, um, 
So like one of the first dates I went on with Fran uh, as the pandemic was lifting. So we were like all about a year in a year and some change in our relationship. And we'd never been out to eat because of everything was shut down. <laughs> so our first one of our first dates was Waffle House was just going out and because it was open. It was, it was definitely open where a lot of stuff wasn't open at first. So we went to Waffle House and by the time we had gone things had already gotten bad and I, I was not aware like there was a security guy outside and I was like okay they have a security guy here but we could still go in and eat but and when I say security guy I'm not talking like just the big dude that wears a hoodie that says security I'm talking like the guy with the not fucking around size gun on the hip where you're like okay yeah don't pull a, don't mess around here they hired like someone for real so we went on that date there everything was cool and then we went back again probably like a few months ago. And when we went back, the security guy's still there. Huge ass gun is still on the hip, but you can't go inside anymore, period. And when we we Let's go only. We looked as to why, and that's because people got into a fight that spilled over in the parking lot and people were shot and killed in that parking lot. So like Waffle House for me these days, as much as I love it, it holds a special place in my heart. That's to go only, dog. <laughs> so twas the twas the week after Christmas, and uh me and my friends were skateboarding you know i used to leave the house at 9 a.m and not come back till i don't know maybe midnight no phone it's just me and my friend skateboarding i would leave the house for 20 bucks that's that's like my i was budgeting back then this hard i was like 20 bucks all i'm gonna spend today it's gonna be a water it's gonna be lunch and dinner we decided to do a third meal because we were smoking some mid-grade after a, after a good sesh we go to a Waffle House. We're loudly planning a dine and dash, I guess. We thought we were being covert, secretive. We were not. Apparently, as we were about to pull the dine and dash from the Waffle House, which is pretty risky, by the way, the waitress walks up and says, your meal has been taken care of. And we say, by who? And she points out to this guy in a leather vest, gray beard, gray long hair, revving up his hog right there in the lot. <laughs> Badass fucking Harley. I mean, burping, burping out there in the lot, gurgling, American muscle. <laughs> Makes the most fucking brilliant, vibrant exit. I mean, it was out of a movie. Him just peeling out on that hug. Jesus Christ. We didn't even get to see his face, you know? He was just like the legend on the hug. He didn't look over at you? No. He didn't Nothing. wink. I was expecting a wink or a look back or something, but... I mean, I'd, I'd seen him during the meal, but... Man, just... What do you think he was pulling off to? What type of music? Man. For such a legendary exit, I don't know what a more perfect exit this is. This is here. I go again on my own. That feels like a good candidate. Yeah. Oh, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. That'd be good. What about something like more upbeat, like Genesis? I can't dance. I can't talk. <laughs> Only thing about me is the way I. Or nah, no, nah, it's it can't be. He's that. pulling off the landslide from like Fleetwood Mac, and he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the imagery of him just like whipping his arms forward. It was a hog. That's what I'm saying. Like it like was a uh, not not a like chopper where it looked uncomfortable, but it was definitely a Harley. Dude, I uh, I think there's a lot of things that are options. Get there. over it. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles, dude. Get over it. You gotta hit some Get Eagles in there. Um, I think there's a lot of options when you're talking about a hog because one, I feel like you got three audio options. You've either got the biker that's got the in helmet audio, you got the biker that's got the badass in bike system audio. He didn't have no helmet, bro. Oh no. So he was gray hair, yeah. ponytail braided in the back. So you I, gotta wear a helmet in Georgia. What? He was this being, guy was a badass. He was being ass. a badass, I guess. Hmm. Maybe he lived close by. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. He was a regular. Yeah. Well, 
I guess what I'm saying is, you know, the experience either comes if you're listening to music on the hog, you've either got it in the helmet, you've got it coming from the hog on like the, the those loud ass systems that the guys will ride with. It's yeah. loud as fuck when it's next to you. Yeah. It's like Was that popular then? It's early, been pop- early 2000s? Yeah, it's been okay. popular since probably the mid 90s is when that got big, okay. but it was it used to be more rare, but I feel like uh around the period where you probably saw this guy. It was probably like wide market accessible, affordable. <laughs> you got your rhythm now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I think the op- the options are wide open there, man. I like the uh, op- I like the ability riding a hog to be riding to a shitload of music. You just yeah. mentioned a wide array. Maybe Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Trooper, Iron Maiden. Ooh. We've yeah. already done this, though. We've yeah, done this on we the... have. Go back and rip some sods, folks. Yeah. Well... We've done the Harmonized Trooper. One thing I wanted to bring up to you guys before we started to get into our final chunk of the new year... We're uh, counting down. We will be. We'll be. Well, that's how we're going to go out this time. We're going to be counting out that. So... I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Ramzan Kadyrov. Kadyrov. I'm talking about the 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 dic- Chechen dictator. Do you guys know about this guy? Not he much. Not much. So he assumed office February 15th of 2007, and since assuming office, he has been accused of forced disappearances, torture, crimes against humanity, anti-gay purges, kidnapping, assassinations torture of human rights activists, their critics, and their relatives within both Chechnya and other regions of the Russian Federation as well as abroad. I think you're on the Bill Cosby uh, <laughs> That What if that were his tour? These two hitting the road. Holy shit. <laughs> so so this, this dictator from Chechnya, y'all, he's not so good and real piece of work. What do you think of that beard? What do you both think of that? Is that a beard or is that a guy that just doesn't know when to stop the goatee? It was like he just set a buggy on fire, dude, (laughs) in retaliation. So he just kicked over a buggy. Does he look Amish to you? Because he kind of does to me. That was my my joke. The bowl cut with the beard looks Amish to me. So he has been engaged in uh, violent power struggles since 2009. uh, His name's Ezekiel, dude. That's his real name. Dude, he's, uh, he's kind of, yeah, right? He does look like his name would be, like, he'd be so strong. Like, yeah. so much stronger than you would like to Farm realize. Strong, yeah. Well, he's the uh, dictator of Chechnya, and all that awful shit that I mentioned to you guys is a footnote to the other story at hand here, okay? The other story at hand is, for whatever reason, this guy has felt the need to insert himself in the world of MMA. And in more than one way. There is a Chechen-born fighter named Hamzat Shamayev, who even though he no longer resides in Chechnya, he resides in Sweden where he trains, the, this dictator requests his presence at every moment that he can. At every moment he can possibly be available, he's being asked to come train his son at his home. And his son, the Chechen dictator has a son named Ali, uh, Ali Kadirov. He's 15 years old. And he just had a fight that uh, is being called fixed by everyone that was there. It's a completely fraudulent, fake fight where, like, he was given a win. Hamzat Shamayev was in his corner and was cornering for him and posting the the footage of, or photos of him winning on Instagram. So this is this is Exhibit A that I mentioned to you guys. That's Exhibit A. Exhibit B. Two weeks ago, it sounds like a Pornhub th- thumbnail. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Chechnyan dictator requests come shot vagina. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. So two weeks ago, he flies out, uh, I think it was Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo, uh, Justin Gaethje, a bunch of like high-profile MMA fighters to go to his house, go shoot guns, blow shit up in Chechnya, and train his son on how to fight. So that's exhibit B. So... This is it's been a slow roll in, into the thing that's about, I'm about to tell you but breaking news as of uh, a day or so ago former UFC fighter um, that was critical of the Chechen dictator has passed away at the age of 31 under mysterious circumstances former mysterious. former UFC light heavyweight 
Abdul Karim Edilov has passed away at 31, and there is going to be an investigation into what actually mm-hmm. happened because mm-hmm. right now uh, it is known that he was at odds with the Chechen dictator in terms of viewpoints on human rights policy and all these things. He was a vocal critic. And this is a guy who lived in Chechnya? No. So that's he the way that... elsewhere, and they went okay, and got so him. Yeah. Still got him. So yeah. they have... Do they have access to autopsy? Do they have... We're, we're going to find toxicology out. Toxicology reports? Or is it you a country where that's not accessible? That may be the case. B. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I think there's poison involved if he was an athletic 31-year-old. Unless he had a condition that we're not aware of. Uh, yeah. This is a conspiracy. Yeah, and so here, there's conflicting reports. Some were saying that he was critical of the Chechen dictators. Others were saying he was an extremely close ally. So the truth lies somewhere between those two points, right? Mm. So either he maybe, was, maybe as of recently he's been critical, and beforehand he was a supporter. Yes. So there was some betrayal involved. So while the UFC has a fraud investigation going on with the FBI involving James Krause right now, on the other hand, you have this developing yeah. that no one's talking about, a world leader involved in the disappearance and mysterious death of a former UFC fighter. And and you were describing earlier that multiple fighters have gone to visit him for what? C- counsel? Like why why do they go visit him? He is he has like a boner for MMA. So he wants he likes being surrounded by big tough guys or guys that really know how to fight. Is this the first time this has happened where someone's gone to visit him? Not, they disappeared. Uh yeah. Okay. So yeah, and this is something too where the circumstances around him disappearing are like who did it? Yeah. Did he do it, or did an enemy of him do it that was like, oh, this is a guy you care about, or we're going to make or him Or we go know away. this person is going to be, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So Lots of angles here, folks. Yeah. The, it, we're going to have to keep you updated on this as details develop. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the, the, the article that came out recently was, yeah, the former UFC champ shooting gun, uh, guns in Chechnya at Warlord's Invitation. Yeah, look at <laughs> look at this. There's Kamaru Usman holding a pistol <laughs> with, like, a train killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when these photos came out, people were like, dude, look at how badass this is. Man, look at how, how cool Kamaru would be with a gun. We're this looking is- at a photo of the Angel of Death and Bill Cosby, and they're both... Pointing it. I'm just kidding. Dude, so Wasn't that the guy's name? Or is it the white white death? No, that was right. The angel of death. Merchant of death. Merchant of death. Merchant of death. So check this out. This is to, in a photo. We're looking at a photo right now where we've got Justin Gaethje, Kamaru Usman, and Henry Cejudo. So here's the thing I want to mention to you guys. This is, is below right there? This is the same training. Yeah, Hasbulla and Henry Cejudo are the same height, dude. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> This training facility where they're, where they're palling around. This is where the Chechens are training to go fight the Ukrainians. So how weird is Damn. that? These guys went to go do a PR, like, let's go hang out with this dictator at the same location where they're going to train people that are being funded by the U.S. on how to fight. So this, did you see how this gets into a weird area real yep. quick? Oh, yeah. So I don't want to throw any shade at any particular athletes, or I don't want to damn anyone and say that they are or aren't completely involved in something. But what I would say to all these fighters that keep going to these events is you should maybe proceed with caution. If the place you're going to hang out at is a literal training center for an active war that's yeah. currently what you'd call a hot war, let's maybe leave it. Let's, you know, put the guns down. Let's leave that alone. <laughs> Shoot yeah. them in Vegas. You have gun <laughs> ranges in Vegas. Why'd you need to go? You got them in Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted to bring that to y'all's attention because I see more of this popping up in 2023. I don't think we've heard the last of this. I think this is just something that started to gain momentum. <laughs> you haven't heard the last of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Chechnyan dictator. He I has- always love that joke. Uh, how, um, the when you it's a joke about like how did you spell the word dictate and something you say how did my dictate last night or whatever use it in a sentence <laughs> remember that joke yeah, yeah, yeah. how did my dictate last night <laughs> <laughs> to hear a kid do that in a spelling bee now would be an impasse no one would want to speak after that They'd like it'd be like it'd be like deer in headlights everyone would just freeze it was the one time to hit the crickets I know, man. I'm well. I'm, I'm still straddling the fence. I'm lost in Justin Gaethje's shirt. I'm looking at this Chechen warlords thing, and again, Hasbulla, aka Henry Sehudo's in a sweatsuit. Uh, Kamaru Usman's in a pea coat, and Justin Gaethje looks like he's someone's stepdad that came to the elementary school, and he's trying to make a good impression. Kamaru Usman definitely wears pea coats. 
a lot. Yeah. It's really into peacoats. I remember when uh, peacoats got big and like everyone had them and uh, all of us walked around looking like we were writing fucking screenplays all the time. Yeah. Or we were poets in the 18th century. <laughs> we're in the peaky fucking blinders. <laughs> I'm glad that time is over. Conor McGregor man. wore one for a while. <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a pretty nice peacoat, probably Tom Ford or something. He man, I watched. Uh, we 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 watched it together, and you guys got here tonight. We watched him walk out to the longest, worst European song ever against his Nate Diaz fight. It was like a woman being like, <laughs> yeah, it was like Evanescence, Celtic Evanescence. <laughs> It was it was not good in uh I don't know man that guy for as good as the chest tattoos were tonight we looked tonight he has comedically small angel wings on his back like d- please tell me you guys saw those tiny things. little things Connors did you see how dainty tiny little wings <laughs> he had like this big this big on each trap like the daintiest two turtle doves <laughs> <laughs> dude that's the right size. <laughs> He's got turtle dove size wing. Two turtle doves. <laughs> oh, you're going to run into the ring with a couple of turtle doves on your shoulders. <laughs> Try to fight me with a turtle dove. What are you going to do? <laughs> you come at me with St. Ives and two turtle doves. That's the best you got. I'm trying to imagine, like, what if that were his fighter name, like, Connor Turtle Dub McGregor. <laughs> Turtle Dub. Turtle Dub <laughs> And he's, like, talking shit. With two Turtle Dub. He's, like, talking shit about, like, yeah, everyone's really confident until I put the Turtle Dub on him. <laughs> That's his finishing move? Yeah. The Turtle Dub. <laughs> You'll do fucking nothing. The turtle dove. Dude, I I hope someone makes up a submission called the turtle dove. (laughs) That's a good one, man. You'll do fucking nothing and I'll put me turtle doves on you. (laughs) (laughs) You want to mess with me? I'll show you a turtle dove. Man, that's so good. Well, yeah, the... uh, UFC had their big roundabout like year interview and they were replaying all the big fights and I was telling you guys earlier I'd never seen it. It was the first UFC fight the three of us ever watched together was actually the Habib Connor fight. Yeah. That was the first At my time. house. Yep. Yeah. That was the first time all three of us watched it together. And when we did, uh I think we had like gone out to the front porch to like either like drink and smoke or something, uh, but we didn't see at the very end. Oh my God, it is the most uncomfortable Bruce Buffer moment you've ever seen in your life because the police have already taken. When he hops the gate, you mean? Yeah, the yeah. police at this point had already taken Habib, and they were starting to book him in jail because like he was going to jail. Connor was going to the hospital, so the octagon is empty except for Bruce Buffer, and he's holding the <laughs> UFC belt, and he doesn't want to be on camera, and you can just tell he's so uncomfortable, and he's like standing there, and then when it's time for him to snap in gear, you like watch his eyes turn on, and he grabs the mic, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen," and he starts in on the thing, and he's fully in character, and he's like, "And the winner by uh, neck." Crank and still, and he does the Habib thing to no one, and there's no, no one, one for him to the give belt. the belt to, and he just stands there and backs up and turns the mic off and puts it in his pocket oh, and walks. Great. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, man, yeah, I gotta see that. That's great that he can just snap into it though. That's a true pro. I'll Even show it to you. It's, it's like someone hitting a button. Yeah, yeah, and engage. Yeah, he's a. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the one that should be mediating um, presidential debates, man. Oh, yeah. My unanimous decision. <laughs> His inflections are great. I love it. Yeah. It's really tough to nail, but he he, he nails it. Yeah, he... Uh, Killer. He he did a good job um, re, uh, really holding it down. Shout out to him. Hopefully, he's protected going into 2023. More people, famous people died this year, guys. We lost a lot of famous people. Do you have any in memoriams you want to give a shout out? Mm. R.I.P. Big Trouble, baby. R.I.P. Young Dolph. Um, Remember when Taylor Hawkins died and everyone got very sad? Everyone did get sad. They did like four memorial concerts. The uh, thing I focused on was that Dave Grohl killed him with the symbol. Dave Grohl killed him with a symbol in a trailer the day that his death gets announced. The day that he died, (laughs) there's a trailer where Dave Grohl kills him with his own symbol on his drum kit. 
Yeah. For a scary horror movie about a haunted studio. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we man. went over it on the pod. Bad. Rip the sodes. Bad times. Rip back into the sodes. Grab your board, watch the current, look for the tide coming in, and catch some sodes. So, Pele. Pele died, man. Pele, 82. Damn. Yeah. The greatest soccer player ever. Betty White? What was the Betty expression White. about him? Way to go, Pele? Oh, I don't know. It's like if you fuck something up, you say "way to go, Pele." I thought he like made a monumental mistake, and that was he was what he was famous for. Uh, he was like, Maybe "I'm wrong." No, he's like one of the greatest soccer players ever. No, he's just famous for, for being, being the awesome. best okay. soccer player ever. ever. Yeah, okay. he's like the Jordan of soccer. Hell yeah! And so we lost. By the way, 2023. That's the Jordan year, baby. It is. <laughs> Clap them hands like we're in the fucking three peat for the Bulls. We going l- into a good year, folks. We lost Betty White. That sucks. That was a big one. I'm trying to think. There was another one that I was sad about. Only, I don't get sad about a lot of deaths, but uh, I can't remember. I can tell you a couple right now. Here we go. I got the We're big list. Yeah, list them off. List them off. Deaths uh, of 2022. Pele was definitely the top of the list. I'm going to go past a lot of these because some of these names I don't really know. Now, this is the New York Times. You know what? I'm sorry. They're going to be a little too artsy. I need something that's a little more mainstream. Uh yeah, you get didn't a- Polly from The Sopranos die this year? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We got Pele, uh, Vivian Westwood, who was a uh, part of the fashion movement in London a long time ago. Franco Harris, Pittsburgh oh, Steeler. Yeah. Damn, R.P. Franco. Uh, Twitch Ellen's DJ. Uh, he died. Kirstie Alley uh, died. Yeah. Um, I'm cruising past some of these because there's a there's a big old list. Uh, Gallagher died yep. this year. Watermelon uh, guy. Watermelon guy. Smashing water. Love Dave Chappelle's Black Gallagher. Fucking yes. hilarious. <laughs> what a good sketch. We've got uh, Aaron Carter. We've got Takeoff. Jerry Lee Lewis. Leslie Jordan. Um, a whole Angela Lansbury. Loretta Lynn. Coolio. Uh, so many. I'm cruising uh past a lot of these because you know it would take me so long to read them. The Queen died this year. Queen Elizabeth died. Uh, Gorbachev died. Mikhail Gorbachev. Anne Heche died while driving a car 90 miles an hour down a residential neighborhood, possibly high on cocaine. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John died. A uh, whole big big group. So, do you guys have any any in memoriams that I missed here that you want me to shout out? Nah, I can't remember which one it was, but. Who cares, anyways? There's Polly right there, dude. Tony Sirico. They lived great lives, you know? They were celebrities. They had money, you know? Yeah, they did it up. Good for them. What about when a former Japanese prime minister got assassinated with a homemade 3D gun? (laughs) Abe Shinzo Abe. That was this year? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know. I can't believe all this happened this year. It's like my mind, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I'm like scared. Like that before we count down here. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Fuck. Ray Liotta. That might have been that the one, one hurt. That, yeah, that, that one, one hurt bad. Naomi yeah. Judd. Naomi well, Judd. Uh, oh, also Gilbert Gottfried. Oh shit. Gil- yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. Well, guys, we uh, the list keeps going so so long. But one thing we're gonna get ready to do. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna coast us in here. We're cruising in Scott Hall. Uh, uh, AKA Fuck. Razor Ramon. We're going to count down here at the end, and we're getting close to a minute left, so we have a little more time. I will rudely cut in when we got to get ready for our countdown. You guys have any one minute, one minute to get it something out to the pisters? You guys have the floor. Fuck. I appreciate the pissers sticking through all the sods, even through all the bad audio recordings, through all the lulls, yeah. through all the dead air. I and appreciate all the-, all the pissers. We've gone through many sods. We're going to come at you with some video next year. Yeah, and, and, and all these too. When I <laughs> when I do that, <laughs> thanks for sticking through all my and uh, thanks for sticking through my lip smack and, and and stuff like that too. And uh, him not being loud enough. We I and think me we not fixed being loud it. enough. Yeah. yeah, I think it's all fixed now. We dialed it in now, we got boys. It dialed in. Um, a couple episodes, boys. A couple last minute ones. Michael Lang, Woodstock '99. That con man. Also Bob Saget. Uh, a whirlwind of people. Woodstock '99 was remembered this year. Sydney Poirier, a whole bunch of others. But 
We are cruising in on 30 seconds, guys. So we have 20 seconds until our countdown. Pissers, thank you for a killer year, our first ever New Year's celebration. We had an amazing time putting on the podcast for you so far, and it's going to keep improving. So uh, getting ready to count down. I am monochrome. Shout out Jesse Ventura. Shout out Jesse Ventura and Fossilized Human. I'm monochrome sweatsuit. This is Brother Brown and Hobbs. Guys, counting in with me. 10, 10 9, 8, 8 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Get your pick.